Hey, everybody. Saul Marquez with the Outcomes Rocket. I want to welcome you back to our podcast. Super thrilled that you've joined us today. I have the privilege of hosting the amazing Ernie Iannacci. He is the founder and chief sales and marketing officer at Vital Tech. He is uh, just a dynamic leader with a strong talent for growing businesses. With over 30 years of experience, he's scaled startups, led large organizations, and has a strong track record of driving revenues in aggressive timeframes. Uh, with with companies like Siemens, Efficient Networks, Nomagic, and 3M. I'm excited to have them here on the podcast to talk to us a little bit more about what they're up to at Vital Tech. So with that, Ernie, I want to welcome you to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, man. And and so, look, there's there's a lot we're going to cover about Vital Tech. But before we do, tell us a little bit about you. What is it that drives you and your interest in healthcare? You know... I've done a bunch of different startups over my life and career, but about eight years ago, um, had a family member, actually stepfather, who got really sick. And, um, you know, there was very poor coordination of care. Um, family wasn't kept up to date. He was re-hospitalized seven times. Turned out six of them were really unnecessary. I was like, gosh, this is so broken. So I want you to fix it. And I had just um, exited a, another company. I sold it with the sow. Uh, I said, I should maybe be that one. So uh, I got together with, with a couple of biomedical engineers, uh, PhDs locally, and uh, honestly founded uh, this this concept. And, uh, um, you know, really trying to just change the way you take care of patients and deliver healthcare virtually. I think the the opportunity is big, right? We, we're very fractured in the way that we deliver care. Uh, you know, your family's experience. I've had family experiences, personal experiences with this. So, so talk to us about Vital Tech. What, what are you guys doing and how are you adding value to the healthcare ecosystem? Absolutely. So what we have is a really it's a comprehensive virtual care platform. And that encompasses a bunch of different things, right? So, yeah, primarily or, or the very first most basic thing is to collect vitals remotely. And that could be from almost anything from like, patch or an implantable or, you know, just peripherals like blood pressure cuffs and weight scales and spirometers um, to a wearable like an Apple Watch and bring that back into a system for the clinicians to use, to monitor trends, to look at alert, things like that. But then there's a bunch more to it, right? Because delivering quality healthcare isn't just about knowing someone's, you know, blood pressure or pulse. You know, asking little questions, delivering surveys, having a nutrition um, module in there, being able to do medication management and so the social determinants help. All that's in the platform to really manage patient outcomes. And we see some staggering good outcomes with some of our biggest customers. And, and you know, our customer base is kind of the biggest health systems out there and some very, very large physician groups. And uh, you know, 50-50 about sell the fee for service guys and 50% the value base for health. And in the big health systems, that's usually the same person because they're migrating, right? So it, it's yeah. really all about just better patient outcome, better patient care, making it much easier on the clinical teams. Chronic care management, are you doing some hospital at home, a combination of both? Yeah, we because the platform is so holistic and flexible, we have just about every use case you can think of from, unfortunately, you know, pediatric hospice 
all the way to, you know, chronic care management at the very elderly to hospital at home. We have several big systems using us for that. Um, and really extreme acuity sometimes, right? Like, uh, have one health system about to do a bone marrow transplant program with us where we're delivering neurotoxicity screening as part of the care. Um, another one is discharging, you know, level four uh, cardiac patients, cardiac drips, and end-stage oncology patients um, to us. And we do everything. So it's not just the technology. It's also we can help the care teams, you know, work at the top of their license, offload some of the, the more basic clinical stuff to help extend kind of the the nursing and the clinical teams helping a little bit alleviate staff burnout and just stay short. There's a technology, there's a service, and also built-in provider network that you guys offer. Is that right? Yes. Love it. No, appreciate it. Uh, sounds like a like a really useful platform. And and as you think about something that makes you guys different, what would you say is is a key thing? You know, I think the biggest thing. You know, you can have the best technology out there. If you can't get patients to use one, you know, frequently, but also over the long term, if they're chronic, it's worthless. So when I set out to do this, thought about it, you know, there's a lot, there were a lot of platforms that were kind of going from the hospital out that weren't really thinking too hard about the patient. And we're like, well, who are the hardest patients to serve? Who need this the most? And we thought, well, the elderly, right? That 90-year-old with multiple comorbidities, no tech savvy at all. If you can build something they'll use, then everybody else is easy. You know, a 30-year-old that's good at tech, they're going to use it anyway. So we really thought and always think about that patient first. Um, can we make them not only use it, but like uh, give them enough value and enough ease of use that they continue to engage? And we have extremely high patient engagement. Some of that high 90s, uh, and then the long-term usage is also in mid-90s, patients staying out there for 12 months or longer. But we're always thinking about it. Will that 90-year-old like this feature, be able to use it, Make it harder or easier. That we really do. And the same thing on the clinical side. You can't make the clinician's job harder. You can't ask them to change their workflow. They're just right now overwhelmed, and, and you got to do things to make it easier for them and augment their workflow. So, kind of thinking about both those sides, that's what differentiates us, and that's really why I think we need so well. You got to be like uh, uh, invisible. Right. Like, like, let them do their job, make it easier and not have to be that additional dashboard or workflow that they have to deal with. 100% agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. And, and so as you guys have built out and, and built different use cases, you, you've shared a few already, uh, which which uh, has has really seemed like the, the most promising and the one that you guys win with the most. Gosh, that's a tough one because there's so many use cases. We tend to win the bigger deals, not the smaller ones, because we have so much flexibility that usually the customer is picking us to implement a dozen use cases or more, or they have eight or nine digital platforms right now doing point solutions that they're trying to consolidate. But if I had to pick one, it would probably be a tie between nephrology or CKD and CHF. Those are probably the two biggest use cases for remote care right now. Those patients, you know, one, they need the most, I think, and also they impact the, the health system probably the most, resources and, and dollars and things like that. So if you can take better care of those patients, get better outcomes in those two um, specifically, um, I think you really move the needle. And obviously diabetes and COPD are probably very close seconds. Sounds like really the main 
main strength that you guys have is 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 the ability to to aggregate and integrate existing structures systems uh and and be able to deliver based off of of what's there today um and then they gravitate toward toward nephrology and and uh, chf that's a really good summary and again you know sometimes they pick us for diabetes and at chf sometimes they pick us for COPD yeah. and and all the others you know it, it's just the two big ones right now look like and again, in either orbit, it's diabetes, CHF, COPD, but those yeah. are those are probably the, the four biggest chronic diseases that truly, and a lot of patients have more than one of them, right? So it don't oh, seem to work yeah. complicated. But um, those are the ones that are plaguing you know our country right now. Um, just from a, how do we take care of them in the best way possible, get the best outcomes, make their lives better, and, and that's really I think where we spend a lot of focus. Um, you know, begin platform flexible, so it can do pediatric hospice, and it can do bone marrow transplants and lung transplants and things like that. Which those are only use cases we deploy or hospital at home. But when you're trying to really move the needle and to get five thousand diabetes patients or you know a thousand CHF patients and really affect those outcomes, it, it changes a lot of lives and really changes the health system's uh, metrics play a bit. Every business that that comes together, uh, it's uh, you know designing the minimally viable product, putting it out there, getting traction, uh, having capital. Right? There's a lot of peaks and valleys. What what would you say has been a maybe one of the biggest challenges for you guys that you've overcome and now you've become better because of it? You know, I think our biggest challenge was we started out at the beginning selling kits. Uh, all the associated hardware you might need to manage that patient and let the health system figure it out and just sort of providing services of the tech. And what we learned is that doesn't work very well. All right, health systems shouldn't be in the equipment management deployment business. That's not their specialty. That's not what they're good at. They don't want to do it. So it took us the first couple of years to figure that out. Now, since probably 2020, um, we've kind of now put it all in one package and um, so you can listen, we'll handle it. You don't worry about it. You just worry about your patients and then worry about your clinical workflows. And let us figure all that other stuff out. Now, it needs to be custom for your health system because they all have their own ways to discharge patients, how they onboard patients and all that. But they don't want to worry about, gosh, how many blood pressure cups do I have again? And do I have to pair it with this tablet or the patient have their own phone and they download the app? They don't want to worry about that. So we just handle it all. And that's allowed for much more rapid scaling our company, but also our customers, because they all want to do this. It's yeah. they have the resources and how do we get to more patients? It's our job in the industry to help. You know, providers didn't get into business to manage inventories and have to figure out how to make tech work. So I totally love that approach. Um, it, it was a challenge to you guys at the beginning, but then you thought, hey, there's an opportunity here to really turn this thing around. I'll tell you, I talk to a lot of people on the podcast and some of the most successful entrepreneurs take those brick walls like you and your team and they find a way to, to come up with a solution for the market. Uh, and this is such a great example, Ernie. Thanks for sharing that. And folks, something to think about. You might be in that situation right now. You might be at that brick wall where you're dealing with your biggest problem. And if you think about it, 
and, and turn it around on its head, it might be that that biggest problem could be your greatest advantage. So definitely think about it like Ernie shared with us. It's a huge opportunity when you tackle it. As far as uh, uh, techs and trends, you're you're in the middle of sort of this growth area, right? Where where hospitals are flocking to try to do more. As far as what you've seen, what's the latest tech or trend that that's happening out there that you think is going to change healthcare as we know it? You know, it's kind of the elephant in the room, but everybody everybody's talking about it. But it's really AI, right? And but it's not just throwing AI at the market in general. There's so many people who are just trying to. Oh, we have an AI basically. That's not good enough, right? What's mm-hmm. going to truly change healthcare is when you get applied AI in a really considered and smart way, right? Like, where can it enhance the system, or where does it really just is it noise, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's helping routing a patient to the right clinician at the right time, or maybe it's not even involving a nurse because the AI at the patient app or the patient side. Can help that patient in real time, alleviating some of the staffing crunch right now. Or you know, AI behind the scenes analyzing what are of all the treatments you've tried for this disease state. You know, what worked best and why. Those type of solutions, I think, are truly going to revolutionize what we're doing over the next few years. Um, yeah, everybody's talking about it, but but where you apply it and how that it's going to really move the needle. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's got a lot of promise. It's 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 really ubiquitous in sort of how it's being used and where. It's just being smart about it. Uh, and I think uh, you've called out some really great points there, Ernie. Thanks so much. Look, this has been an incredible discussion. Uh, I really appreciate you having carved out the time to, to be with us today. If you had a, a call to action for the listeners uh, as a parting word, what would it be? It's all about the patient. Make it easier for them to, one, consume the healthcare service, but also to take care of themselves, enable them to be better uh, patients. I think if more of us in the the industry, from the provider to the tech platform services, always thought about enabling the patient, um, it would just enrich everybody, right? Better outcomes, the patients would be happier, the health systems would, would have an easier time managing that population. Um, it's starting to happen. I, I just hope it continues. If somebody listening wants to get in touch with you or, or something you said resonated with them, what's the best place? You know, they could follow me on LinkedIn and shoot me a message. I respond to all of them. Um, I have, you know, a few thousand, several thousand followers, but I still try to answer. Um, or just, you know, go to our website at uh, vitaltech.com and, uh, there's a little form they can thought and like some of the I love it. Ernie, thank you for that. Folks, there you have it. Ernie Ayanachi for you. Uh, just wanted to, to thank you for, for joining us. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Um, and, and remember, in the show notes, you're going to find ways to get in touch with Ernie, Vital Tech, and, and all the resources that we talked about on today's episode. Take action. Don't stop at listening. Ernie, I want to thank you for taking action and being with us today. Appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. It's great being here.